When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One yeah. recording. All right. So for everybody listening, uh, Mr. Mike Ford and I, he's been on here before. We're talking about brain health, my concussion, supplements to take for your brain, health and good shit, uh, and uh, sleep. And I just asked if you're meditating and so right back to where you are. Just continue where we're talking. You no meditation. Yeah, so meditation. Uh, meditation is uh, I've done uh, meditation for years and I've just um, I've been a real hypocrite here lately because something I really encourage people to do and to practice and uh, to overcome you know the uh, the ego the collective consciousness and and so many other things that that uh, uh, try to impart its will as on us as co-creators and uh and so i've got, i've gotten completely out of that uh and to much to my detriment um i i uh went to a i'm a uh i guess a i'm not a new student but an older student vipassana student i've been to the 10 year or 10 day uh silent retreat um and if 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 anybody's looking to really get in depth into meditation i i uh, Vipassana is a, is an amazing experience. Um, what it allows you to do with your mind to control your body, uh, and what you can learn to do within 10 days. Of course, you are meditating for close to eight hours a day. Um, and it's, a and you basically completely disconnect from, from, uh, from everything you're, you're, you don't talk to anyone you're within yourself. Uh, and it's, and it's quite the experience, but, um, uh, I'll have to tell you the, the, about the third day I was there at the Vipassana, <clears throat> uh, center. Um, this was in Texas. Uh, it was at night and I'd just been having some massive struggles with the, the psyche, the subconscious, the ego, the whole thing. And I mean, it might've been the, it was between the third day and the uh, third night and the fourth night, somewhere around there. But I was woken up and it was like, it was like someone had, uh, was standing over my bed with a bat and a, and a four by eight sheet of plywood and just hammered the hammered this board. And I woke you know, bolt up right out of bed, nobody there, no nothing. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And then, and then it was the, that was the moment the subconscious gave up and that voice that was in the head completely silent. And, uh, it was an amazing experience. And then from then on, it was just, you know, Vipassana teaches you to control. Basically you can sense anything going on in your body inside, outside, you can scan your entire body for, um, um, stuck, stuck energies or, uh, old, uh, uh, spiritual, mental, physical injuries. You can, you can find these things. Uh, and it's a, just a pursuit of the truth. The passion is a, a pursuit of the truth. It's, um, it's, uh, based on the teachings of Gautama Buddha and Buddha never said, uh, I want you to, to create a religion around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was always about, uh, we, I want you to, you know, pursue the truth and find out what your, your truth is. 
and uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, something I'd like to go back and do. I just, I just haven't made the time to do. And I've gotten since then, I mean, I was came back and I was meditating a couple hours a day. And then that's a, when you get back in the world, that's a difficult thing to maintain, especially if you're running your own business and, and you got, you know, clients and everything else and people want to call you all hours of the, the day. But, but uh, yeah, meditation is, is key. And then I got involved with uh, um, Joe Dispenza's meditations mm -hmm. And, uh, his meditations are, uh, I think he's really found the, uh, kind of the secret sauce. And I think it's a little bit of a, uh, um, you know, he's, he's embedded some of the Monroe Institute gateway technique, uh, kind of things into their, uh, into his meditations, his guided meditations. Uh, but when I was doing some of his meditations, um, I was just getting fantastic results from it. I mean, it was just, you know, this is, this is the whole, what he calls, uh, Dispenza calls the work. I mean, is, is what you have to do to make everybody wants to struggle on, on the external, uh, with the external world and, and all the things going on and all the terrible things going on, but the work involves us yeah. altering the external world through the internal world. And, um, and it's, um, dispenses, dispenses stuff is, is really top notch. Um, the problem I have, I think was a lot of people have with, with dispenser. He takes it at the very, very high, uh, almost kind of like a physics professor level. And, uh, uh, and he really gives you a lot of information in a short period of time. And so you have to kind of like, uh, receive his teachings, you know, several times, most people, um, in order to really kind of absorb what he's talking about, but, um, but he's, he's really good. Um, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, when, when he started talking about one of the, in one of his, um, videos back in probably 2015, 2016, talking about word made flesh and talking mm -hmm. about what the, uh, what the, what you can do <clears throat> with your thoughts to create structures within the brain and so on and so forth. You know, it's so many things like biblically speaking, you know, so many instructions, that come from the Bible, but, you know, even the Bible in Jesus, his teachings in the Bible were, you know, don't look for the kingdom of heaven here or there, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and in my ayahuasca experiences, it's like, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, yeah. you go inside and then you see, you know, the connections to everyone, everything, every living being is connected to everything in the universe. And, and, uh, uh, when I saw that, it was like, okay, I get it, you know, uh, but it's, you know, what I do to myself or what I do to you, I do to myself, what I do to this tree, my tree out front, Cedric, hello, Cedric, uh, up, Cedric? Cedric. yeah, uh, uh, yeah, whatever I do to, to him, I do to myself. And, and, uh, so it's, um, it's, a it's an amazing experience and, and, and I've allowed, and that's the thing is it's the, <clears throat> I forget the name of the person. Uh, something that you lot along the lines of I count him braver who con conquers his own himself rather yeah, than his enemies. A thousand armies or yeah. 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 So it's just, you know, the conquering, it's a lot easier to direct direct our energies, our our antipathies, our anger, everything else towards some external foe as opposed to, you know, really where everything's coming from is is within us. Um, and it's easy to get off of that off of that track, but I'm very glad to hear that you are, are, uh, continuing a, a meditation practice. 
Thank you. It's I've been doing it for really since 2008 and really in the last year I think of I've kind of had like the biggest rep in terms of like the whole like kingdom of heaven in yourself. I've had a, you know, I've meditated almost every day since 2008. So thousands of times, there's probably been five times or so that blow the doors off even LSD and psilocybin. I mean, yeah, you talk about going in and finding the kingdom of God and you're like, Oh, this whole world of like, of, of matter and energy is just kind of like a learning lesson. And like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like finding food in a dream and you're really hungry. Like you can eat as much as you want. It's until you wake up and go eat that the hunger goes away. You realize you're like, Oh, all the, all the cars, all, all, you know, all the hot bitches, all the money, all that. You're like, this is all, it could be ancient Egypt or it could be now, or it could be the year 2,500. You're like, this is all just, this is ephemera. It's, it's inside. And right. yeah, you have to, as yeah, as Ram Dass would say, you have to do the work. You have to get straight. Right. And you know, right. two days, two days a week, I like to have some beer and I like to order some Taco Bell and play video games five days a week it's wake up cardio weights meditation shower reading books um make my bed make sure the apartment's clean just constantly just always trying to go inside always trying to be the best and you make these little i think i make five steps forward and then i like to take two steps back but i still have a cumulative of three days forward every week but that's all well and good the meditation you know, when you first start and you first have a beautiful experience, all you're trying to do is get back to that beautiful experience, right? You're, you're chasing the dragon. And uh, after I would like to think of some wisdom of 14 years of doing this, I've realized that those experiences, they don't even come annually. They come about, well, I would say from my own experiences, once every three years you have one. But I've also gone from years of meditating where you're trying to push away the world. You're trying to, I don't need, I don't need to watch TV. I don't care about your politics. I don't want, I don't, I don't need women. I don't need, a, I want to go inside to like the, the realms of light and peace. And yeah, when the inner voice, inner voice goes away, it, it is peace beyond what I imagine any, any heroin injection could do. It is just beyond description. It is, I mean, that is Nirvana. And mm-hmm. always pursuing that. And I got to push this away, this stupid physical body. And, you know, it's too hot. It's too cold. It's too bright. It's too dark. And I don't like these socks. And this person's annoying me. Or, you know, it's all this stuff. And you view it as just this excess shit that you need to trim off because you want the good cutlet. You don't want any of the, the bullshit. And I think what I've finally come to terms with, maybe in that in the last year, maybe the last two years, is that. Whereas I used to want to meditate for hours a day. I'd be like, I just want to win the lottery and meditate nonstop forever. I've now realized that there are still some things I'm hung up on, not just negative energy. Because that's something you kind of realize early on. Like you said, you find these, you know, trauma or bad relationships or shit you've done and regret and you're receiving that karma now. Oh, that's when I was a dick and now it's coming back. And then the quarreling with karma, you're like, I never did this to anyone. Why is this year? And then that is, that's ongoing. That's, you know, life is suffering but what i found perhaps is the most interesting in my entire time meditating it's the last two years of like i also have these hang-ups on like positivity where i'm starting to realize like i don't want to be enlightened just yet i'm like i really enjoy growing the podcast i really enjoy i gained a ton of weight after my brother died eight years ago i really enjoy 
losing weight and getting definition back in my face. I enjoy saving money. I enjoy flirting with girls. I enjoy reading books. I enjoy getting bigger and bigger guests. I want to develop this podcast. I want to earn money. I want to have a cool house. And for a while, I pushed those away because it just sounded like, well, I shouldn't be doing that. I should, why should we want to go inside? But the reality is, is, I mean, you can lie all you fucking want. Yeah, I, I try really hard to eat healthy. I'm never going to lie and say I don't like fried chicken and french fries. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you do. Of, of, <laughs> course, of course, right now, I would much rather, instead of chicken breast for dinner, I would much rather uh, an ice cream sundae and, some, and a McDonald's McChicken. Of course I would. If you're saying otherwise, you're, you're, you're phony. <laughs> so what I kind of came to terms with was like, stop pushing it away and stop judging it. Embrace it. And I know I'll learn a lesson from it. Like I want, I want the pot, uh, these vein, these, these, these pools of vanity. I want to get in better shape. Uh, I want to, you know, I'll go out with hot girls. I want to be able to have a ton of money. I want to be able, you know, I want my family to be proud of me. I want my friends to be impressed with me. I want to look at this podcast and go, I fucking did that. I grew this from a laptop to this huge, I want to beat Rogan. And I look at all these things. And although part of me is like, you shouldn't want these. The other part of me is like, should or shouldn't I do. And instead of going, all right, well, let's get lost in these. I now kind of have a new point of view. I'm like, let's get all of these. And I know I will learn that there's nothing there. I will go through the experience. There's nothing there. And I think I have to. I think if I try to pursue enlightenment, I will always be wondering what if. Versus now I'm like, I want a Rolls Royce. And I want it to be cool. And years down the road, I want to look at it and go, there's nothing there. I want a big house. I want vapid, meaningless relationships with beautiful women. I want to get to all of it. No, but seriously, I want to get to all of it to realize that there's nothing there. That true joy comes from, what did FDR say? There's no, there's no, there's no greater pleasure. There's no, something along the lines of, there's no greater pleasure on earth than working hard towards something that's work, uh, worth working hard to. I want to I want to be there for for my brothers I want to I want to give a ton to charity I want to help out you know I grew up and went to private school and had two wonderful parents still have two wonderful parents who are married like I've I, I've experienced the land of opportunity I want to you know I want to I've said this before I want to build a, a medical school specifically about mental health and name it after my brother I want to do all of these things but I also know I kind of have to pursue the fleeting, ethereal, quick bursts of dopamine because I want to get through all of it and be able to say with no hangups, I want to be able to meditate in the year 20 on Wednesday, June 29th, 2032. I want to meditate and go, no, now I'm actually not pursuing money or a penthouse or a cool car. Not because I think well, the Buddha wouldn't want this. I want to go, no, I got it. It's nothing. The, the real, the real value comes from. If I could imagine what it will be, I would imagine once I work through all of these pleasures, I will probably, I will probably theorize that. No, the real value comes from meditation, doing work for others with no expect, no expectation or even desire for it to come in return, and enjoying enjoying existence the truths that you come to realize deep in meditation i know that's what i'll come to but right now 
every like I said, every Thursday I get some beer and I get some Taco Bell, sometimes some uh, Pizza Hut. And I want it more than anything because five days a week, it's fucking grilled chicken and broccoli. And when I have it, it's great. <laughs> and you know what? The next morning, I have no desire for alcohol. And it's not because I'm, I shouldn't want those things. I go gross. I don't want to smell vodka. I don't want to look at a taco. Give me exercise. Give me reading. Give me making my bed. Give me cold showers and being clean shaven. I truly <laughs> want to do the right thing. Five days later, I'm like, give me that fucking chicken. And I want it. And I truly <laughs> want it. And I don't do it because I think I should. I do it because I want I want a white claw with some vodka and play video games till 5 a.m. And it's great. And I wake up the next morning and instead of going, now I should get back to the good life. I go, God in heaven, I'm having withdrawals. I'm shaking. I'm vomiting. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so sorry. I just want to exercise and walk outside and see the sun. So from that experience, I know that you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the point of this whole rant is it's different from the negatives where you go, I know I have to tackle the problems inside. This is very unique. And then I'm like, there's a roller coaster ride. All spiritual teaching say, say you shouldn't be attached to these things. I want to go on the roller coaster. I really yeah. want to go on it. And I'm going to go yeah. on it just to realize that yeah, it was cool. Sorry for that. I just bombarded you with that, but no, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because it's, you know, there's so many things that come to mind in terms of the, you know, the, the law of non-resistance, um, you know, yeah. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Lee and his philosophical teachings, be like water. Um, you can crash I don't know if you've heard of, uh, Debbie, Debbie Ford's book, uh, the dark side of the light chasers, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not pushing away, you know, we, we are who we are. And, and the, one of the interesting things is, uh, um, um, during my first exp- ayahuasca experience, I was, con- I'd listened and studied and heard everybody, uh, talk about, um, you know, oh, they're going to, you know, you, you, you throw, you know, you go for the first things then you throw up, then you have these other things going on. And when you throw up, it's all these, you know, karmic, uh, expulsions of things and all the evil spirits and everything coming out of you. And I was convinced I was like, man, I got some, uh, I'm, I'm going to be throwing my toes and toenails up. I got, you know, the stuff I got in me. And so it was so funny uh, because uh, the first part of this experience is like, okay, I guess I'm going to start throwing up now anytime, you know? And so I'm, I'm getting these psych it's, it's like 1960s psychedelic lights of neon signs of, you know, pointing me to this way and that way and down the hallway and you know, restroom, restroom, you know, going over here. It's like, okay, well, I guess I need to go to the bathroom and go throw up. And then, <clears throat> so I stood up and one of the, uh, uh, the, the guides who was there, uh, it was in a, it's a, it, this was at a Christian, um, uh, UDB church, uh, basically Brazilian church. Um, and one of the guides was there was, uh, he said, uh, you know, are you okay? And he, so he followed me in. Cause you know, a lot of people, their first time is like, you know, they're like wandering all over the place. And so I go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, it's time to throw up. Never threw up. Not once. And I think what, what the, I know what the lesson was from that was accept all of you, the whole thing, the, the, the good, the bad, the whole enchilada, uh, there is there, the, you know, you are your soul, your spirit, everything is part of you. Even the, the, the things that you want to reject, the things you think that are good and you want to embrace, 
there is no bad there are no bad parts there are no good parts it's just you and uh, stop trying to get rid of those things that that you think uh, are bad you, that, that's the whole stoic experience amor fati you know uh, love everything the things that are good about you the things that you think are not good about you and and so many times that we 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 associate we take these emotions like hate anger rage whatever and we put this bad label on them and then when we start to experience those things we say we should not be experiencing those mm -hmm. things we should not be feeling those things because those are bad things but they're all there all of our emotions are there to, to instruct us and to and to help us to understand uh, you know, this particular lesson that we're going through for the fried chicken and the French fries and the beer and the, and then the vodka and then the tequila and then the, and then the, you know, everything else that goes rotten after that. Yeah. After every 2am, yeah. after that 2am yeah. marker when it's nothing but bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. So it's, it's, uh, I've, I've had some, ex, you know, some experiences with my kids that, that, uh, you know, kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this way, or I, I shouldn't be experiencing this, or, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, uh, it, this is a bad thing for me to be feeling this, uh, whatever it is, depression, sadness, whatever it is. It's like, no, it's there. We're, we're learning a lesson right now. And we need to like, let's feel into that emotion. Yes let's let's step into it and let's embrace it and let's see where it is and then then we just kind of say thank you and then detach and try and let it let it drop off but um but yeah everything you're talking about is is you know we we shouldn't attach so many um even even connotations you know Eckhart Tolle talks about it's not the, the problem the the issue is not the problem the problem is how we look at the issue or you know, the, the big house, it's like, great. He talks about, you want a big house, go get a big house and you can, you know, stand inside your big house. Yeah, you have it. And, and, I, and I've got, yeah, I've, yeah, I've def definitely gone through those, those stages and I'm, and I'm, I'm the point in my life where I'm, you know, um, fought a lot of fights and gone through a lot of stuff, politics and work and clients. And, and I'm just like, uh, I'm simplify, simplify, simplify is where I am right now. And so, um, but I understand I can completely feel where you are and, you know, just different stages in our lives. And, and those are the things we're here to, to, uh, I firmly believe to, to learn lessons or a specific lesson or many lessons. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, I think, you know, to, to the extent that we want to push away, the lessons that we get from the good from the only take the good experiences and then push away and, and try to push away the bad experiences. Um, to that extent, we will con keep continue to repeat those experiences until we learn that lesson. And uh, I truly believe that's our, our path. It's um, yeah. What Ram Dass said, you're in school, take the curriculum. He was like, after enough time of, I don't want to, why am I in this stupid limiting flesh body? Why do I have emotions? And why, why do I get horny and hungry? And why do I want to do drugs and sleep and run and get in shape? And why do I want money or fame or knowledge? And eventually he's like, it's not by accident. You're not here by accident. He's like, stop looking at this as this excess shit. No, it's, it's part of it. It's part of the thing. Like you got to do the thing. And right. yeah, I think. In college, I wanted nothing more than to get into medical school. I had no desire to party. I mean, once a month, maybe. 
It wasn't there. And I look around and I remember it took me like a year because early on I was like, I should be wanting to party. I'm 19 and in college. This is what we do. And everyone else was doing it. And I was like, I, I should do this. And it finally took me a year to like grow some balls and go, I don't really want to go out tonight or next week. I want to study. I want to get into medical school. I want to get letters of recommendation. I want to do research at the at the toxicology lab on Saturdays. This is what I wanted. Living in a frat house and growing up and and, and living in a frat house and not taking home sorority girls because it's like, no, I want a meaningful relationship. You kind of get some shit from it. But I found like this deep, (laughs) profound pool of bliss because I was like, I fucking I was like, I love studying. I love working towards getting my GPA up. I love and I loved all of it. And I did that for so long and I truly loved it. And now I can only imagine like now I'm like my own boss. I'm, I'm I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want. That was the the feeling I had towards the very end of college. Right. When I got into medical school, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Everything, every light was blinking red. It was like, no, go to medical school, be a doctor. You have a girlfriend. Your, yeah, your parents are proud. Your girlfriend's parents are proud. You're going to. And I was like. I remember thinking, because I did mushrooms the day I graduated, I was like, I can come to this decision now, this hard decision of saying, I don't want to go to medical school, or I can just do it in the next lifetime. But I was like, I don't think I can avoid it. I think you can kind of delay it. I was like, I don't think I withdrew, failed from pre-calculus three straight semesters in college. Straight A student, OCHEM, molecular biology, physics, blew it all out of the fucking park. Precalculus. Every uh, halfway through, I just withdraw, fail. I don't want anything to do with it. And I remember the fourth time, I was like, "I just have to do this. It doesn't matter if it makes no sense, and you'll never use it. Just do it." And I got an A. And I remember <laughs> thinking, "I can turn this down. I can turn down this medical school acceptance." I was like, "I can do it now, or I can do it in the next life." I was like, "Let's just do it now." And I remember when everyone asked me, they're like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to be my own. This is how stupid I was. December 2013, I go, I'm going to quit. I want to be my own boss. And it wasn't even like, I want to be my own boss. And I want to start a podcast. They were like, oh, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. What? You don't even have a game plan? So a couple months <laughs> after that, when, I, when my brother took his life, I went on a couple year long binge of just drinking and drugs and blah, 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 blah. In 2016, I was finally like, all right, now it's time to find what I want to do. And I tried writing, I tried comedy, I tried video editing, Photoshop. It wasn't until 2019 I found this, but the point is, is because I've told the story a trillion times on this podcast, is from like the spiritual level, like when I finally started this and I finally got to achieve the thing I wanted so badly, something that was so strong, it made me turn down the medical school acceptance. A medical school acceptance that was so strong, it, it, it made me want to have no part of the 18-year-old single male with a functioning sex drive. I wanted that. This was even more powerful. And now that I'm in it, it's absolute bliss. And I'm finding there are more things where it's, you have to just lean in. Are, yeah. are, you, are you hurting anybody? No? Okay. Lean in. Yeah. And yeah. go for it. And really what you find is, there's nothing there. And that sounds depressing. That sounds like I have all this money and I'm in a big house and I'm, I got a gold plated Lamborghini and there's nothing here to me. I'm like, bingo, that's it. Cause what I'm doing is I'm just checking things off my to-do list in this life. Mm -hmm. And as you get farther and farther down, it's not, 
depression. Nothing can make me happy. You're like, oh, none of it is there. It's all right here. But I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think you can actively desire to just be right here. If you have these other little hangups, I just want to be right here. I kind of want some Taco Bell. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. no. Go into it. And I can tell you now, after doing it for like a year, every Thursday is great. But every Thursday, I enjoy it maybe like 1% less. I'm like, yeah. It's not depression. It's just, yeah, it was great. But you don't push it. As Ramdas said, uh, he was like, if you want to be celibate, be celibate. It's like, but dude could do want to. He's like, otherwise, you're just, you're just a horny meditator. <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, yeah. he was like, he was like, do it if you want. And for so long, it, me meditation was about tackling the hurt and the negativity. Don't ignore that. Have this discussion. And now it's so odd because I feel like I ate all my vegetables and now I'm at the dessert and I feel guilty about having the dessert. And part of my brain's like, nope, go for the dessert and you will find that that's not the answer. So I don't know. I don't really know where it is, but I think. I think the conclusion is just don't don't resist whatever it is that whether it's an anxious pang. Hey, you need to have this discussion with this friend. You guys are both putting it off. You need to get out of this relationship. Or it's go try it out. What what would you know? What would doing this feel like? Go try. Go get shit faced. All right. And it's just so. What do you what do you think are what do you think are the uh... <clears throat> from a from a societal standpoint world standpoint i you know i'm 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 seeing a, a con- almost kind of like a convergence a lot more people are are you know kind of waking up to the whole um spiritual side of things uh, in terms of uh this is this being a journey and and whatnot um but also just from the per- perspective that you know we're spiritual beings in a physical body and and uh you know kind of like bob lazar's um discussion about um whoever the illuminati whoever's in charge of the you know the who's behind Mm -hmm. the whatever behind the veil pulling the strings or what have you uh talking about the, the convergence of the timelines and you know at the at the very end uh the good guys win the bad guys lose and there's nothing that they can do about it now they're you know shitting bricks yeah. and they can't yeah. they can't figure things out but it seems like there's a lot of uh i don't know if you know steven greer mm-hmm. so uh you've probably interviewed him i don't know no i've tried <laughs> i've tried tpc you know uh, uh 97 i have something I've, but i've tried i've actually been he's one of the first guys i tried to get and i still can't get him i'd love to yeah, so he's you know the whole uh, um, CE five mm-hmm. um, concept, and he's actually doing one I think this weekend. You know, trying trying to go from a global standpoint to to for us to you know be connecting with uh, the others in the universe, and um, and you know most of most of whom are uh, kind of like energetic beings and multi dimensional energetic beings, and and able to you know they're they're, they're more advanced than we are in our, in our, in our spacesuits. Um, and so you see that and you see, um, just the, uh, the work of, uh, 
Oh shoot! Uh, the 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 uh, power of eight. Um, oh, um, you've interviewed her, um, but the intentions, the intentions work, and so I see I see the Greer's work and and the work on intentions kind of like coming together, um, <clears throat> and then from a just just from a global perspective, you know, it's maybe not. I don't know. I would hope in my lifetime, but but uh, certainly in yours, we could see the you know. Hopefully, we can see the people coming together, understanding what what. Uh, forming an intention and being intentional about uh, the power of our thoughts, the power of our, our uh, spiritual intentions and what we can accomplish and the changes you can make with your own as co-creators, you know, with your own environment, your own world um, and not just giving into the whole uh, what I call the, the uh, being in the theater of your mind where a lot of people just want to, you know, look at the screen <laughs> that your mind gives you and uh, just be, you know, they're eating the popcorn and letting your, letting the ego and the mind and everything else, you know, run that, run that whole narrative and, you know, how awful things are and like staring at a, yeah. at a, uh, uh, at, at the auto, at the car wreck. And <clears throat> the way I, the way I see it is you're in a small room, very, very small room with two screens in front of you, one for each eye, and your ego is running the show. Uh, and it's tied into all the other um, egoic beings that are that are trying to very much tied to ter terrestrial world. And, and the objective is for you to turn around, turn your back on that whole narrative, turn around physically, visually, spiritually, everything else. And and stare into the, the the inky black of of uh, infinite possibility, as as uh, Joe Dispenza would say. And then that's where that's where we create that that out of that blackness, out of that that infinite space of possibility. That's where that's where we ultimately create. And once I think once people start to really understand that and understand that the ego wants to give us this movie of this bullshit. And we can create such much more interesting lives and, and experience such more, uh, much more a rich life you know, than, than what this, this little three to five-year-old ego is trying to do for us. Um, I see a movement abroad. I mean, a, a large, lar more and more people kind of tuning into that whole idea. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, and going inside and doing the work is, is making a lot of difference. And to your point on the, on the meditation things. I mean, even walking meditations, um, med even meditating while you're working, finding ways yeah. to, to, it doesn't have to necessarily be in a, in a, yeah, uh, in a frozen state. It can be in a, it can be in a movement, moving state. It can be, you know, so many of these, we can experience these things so many different ways. Um, Blaise Pascal <clears throat> was, um, Oh shoot! Uh, it was in Map of Heaven. Um, I know you've interviewed um, that author, Doctor Alexander. Yeah, yeah. And um, but the the interesting thing is, it's like heaven is just like right there. It's just like yeah, just reach. You know, it's just there is no up, down, side to side. Yeah. It's just just the veil. You it's know, that's another um, that's another experience you have on like really deep meditation or psychedelics. You're like. Oh, there's not like a, a million steps I need to climb in judgment. You're like, it's just 
like heaven's just like this chair it's like just oh it's right there yeah that's right there yeah yeah exactly exactly so i mean i you know in terms of the human race you know what we're seeing going on in ukraine right now and uh you know all the whew, all the propaganda and it, it just seems like there's the this there's this claw coming out you know for the last grasp trying to trying to save <laughs> save the 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 despots and the, all the evil shit that's going on in the world and then uh and then it's just all going to implode and and then you know it could be terrifying or beautiful whatever comes out of the next phase but or all the above um but um you know that's 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 where i kind of see us us headed towards anyway i kind of have i have like three i mean like a million but like three big ones where I look at like realities that I think might happen. One of them, and it's shrinking every day and it has been for years is that it's all going to shit that there's going to be a new world order. We're going to live in a 1984 technocratic dystopia. That's one possibility you can lean in. And if you want to be scared and afraid, I, th- I think you will get there, which is a weird thing to say. Cause it's like, well, don't you mean we're all going to go there? And it's like, no, you might go to a world where everyone's there with you, but like it's not, like it's not me, you know. Like, you could go to an alternate reality where you and I don't do like podcasts, and like you'll exist in that one, but I won't. I'll be in this one. So it's like a, it's it's a weird. I think you'll go down whatever road you work towards, believe in, and give your energy to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of them: a, a world economic forum, dystopia, Illuminati, whatever. All right. Another one, nothing, you'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then, and to a point where we'll look back at that and say, those were the good old days when Klaus is in charge. I mean, just pure blackness and evil. That's one. And that's shrinking every day. It's the one that if I let my mind go, it starts to pull me towards, which to me says like, oh, well, all I need to do is put a little bit of focus in and you're not there. If I don't meditate every day, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to work hard. All it takes is 20 minutes of meditation. I'm like, all right, let's go read a book. Let's go eat healthy. Let's go meditate. Let's go do a podcast. Let's go, let's go work towards the, the, the thing I'm trying to build. If I don't meditate, I'm like, I just want to stay in bed. I just want to scroll Reddit. I just want to drink beer. So it takes very little effort to kind of move Being on Reddit with all the other tortured souls. Exactly. exactly. I want to fall into like the wailing depths of, of, of the inferno of whatever the hell the netherworlds is pluto or, or, same. Yeah, yeah whatever the greek underworld was just like the pool of souls going down to nothing yeah <laughs> but it's like the lowest to me that's like the lowest entropic form if i let the everything worms, the worms eye view right yeah well yeah it's it's yeah 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 yeah. the worms eye view yeah it's the very bottom of the bottom and it, to me it's not it used to be scary that that exists but now i'm like oh that's just the lowest form that just that's what happens when you do nothing well how Mm -hmm. easy is it to do something and i'm like oh okay right Right? so i look at that the next one i look at is um is that what we are seeing is not that we're going to that world but that world has existed for all of mankind and we're slowly moving away from it and as we move away from it we see the screeching animal lash out right you see the toddler that's just no mom's taking him to bed. He gave up. None of his tactics are working. So he's just screaming and throwing things down. And it's like, all right, baby, you're going up to bed. I kind of look at it like this. It's the cornered animal. It's lashing out. So we see more and more. It's a, uh, it's a less cunning. 
it's less patient. It doesn't boil the frog slowly. It doesn't manipulate things. It goes war in Ukraine, the COVID uh, vaccine censorship, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 terrifying transsexuals and reading, reading to your kids and twerking in front of children with a neon sign that says it's not going to lick itself. And you see all of this. And from one hand, it's like, look at this evil world. The other hand's like, no, man, I think it's, I think it's dying. And I think yeah. in its death, we're seeing, even Hitler, as evil as Hitler was, he got even evil in his final days with the, oh, the, yeah. the Nero decree, burn everything, cut every wire, and then like kill yourself. Like, and he was like, what? And he was like, no, the, the Aryan race, even you are not good enough. I mean, he truly in his final, in his final moments just was engulfed by blackness, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So that's why. Where, where are we seeing that today? Yeah, I know, right? So yeah. but that's what I look at now is I'm like, is the animal just screeching there's a, a there's another one and this is i guess this is a fourth i'll go what would you call it the third it's what duncan trussell said i remember listening to him years and years ago probably like 2015 or 2016 on rogan he goes part of me thinks like as we see the world you know the the oil spills and the nuclear reactors and the genocide and the famine and the he goes part of me thinks that this is just the dream collapsing this is the way kind of like inception like it starts getting wild and it, it's like this is just the dream collapsing but instead of having a panic attack and your heart goes up you're seeing the world that you've manifested so it's like oh there's climate change and the animals are dying and there's an asteroid and really it's just you know what happens when you hit the ground after falling off a cliff in your dream you wake up he's like is this just the world collapsing so there's another one um, and then a fourth, I would say, is that it's completely independent of everyone else's and that it's not going to fall to a dystopia or a utopia. It's going to fluctuate between the two for eternity. And it's because the big lesson here isn't to have a utopia on Earth. This is just a classroom. By the time you're a senior in college, you know where the cool parties are. You know which are the cool bars. You know which classes to go to. You want to get Tuesday, Thursday classes. You don't want an 8 a.m. lab. You've got it fucking figured out. Then you have these terrified freshmen in dorms who have, you know, have never been away from their parents. And they have fake IDs and they're shit in their pants. And they don't know how to act cool. And they're, you know, they don't, they do it. And you're like, oh, these guys have no idea. But, and then the irony is, though, is the guy that has it figured out, he, he's, he's kicked out at the end of the semester. He's a senior. He's gone. And by the time you figure it out again, there's a bunch of idiots coming in. And, and so part of me thinks it's like, but the, but the university is never figured out, right? There's never like a class of expert students who are like, we know all the cool parties. No, the entire thing is a clusterfuck from freshmen through seniors because it is this tumultuous learning process. You're not there to fix it. You're there to be finished and you learn. And so part of me thinks it's like, it's not meant to be figured out. You're, you only, you're never supposed to master the gym. You go to the gym to constantly push yourself. I reached this point now. Now I can curl this much weight. Great. Okay. Turn it up a notch. Wait, what? Yeah. Turn it up a notch. Oh, yeah, you're finishing. You're sweating. You're out of breath. And you're like, oh my God. And three months later, you're like, I can do this workout easily now. It's like, cool beans, dude. Turn it up a notch. You're never supposed to get to a point where you've mastered it. The, the purpose of it is resistance. So when I look at it in that way, I'm like, oh, maybe the world isn't supposed to be figured out, which is, a very easy thing for us to say living in 2022 America, we have it good, you know, tell that to 
tell that to someone in, you know, tell that to a gay guy in Saudi Arabia or tell that to a, uh, an unwanted daughter in China or a, a member of the wrong tribe in Africa. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, sure, Tommy, we're just learning here. You know, my parents were just killed. I get that. I get that. I don't get it. But I, I'm like, oh, there's no, we're not here to create utopia or dystopia. We're, we're here for a semester. We're learning this thing. And yeah, by the time you figure it out, Buddha, Ramdas, what happens? You die. <laughs> you're just, you're gone. The coolest guy on campus. He has it all figured out. He graduated. <laughs> now he's at Geico. Or now he's just a terrifying freshman in medical school. And the seniors there are looking at him like, yeah, you fucking idiot. And then he goes to residency and the senior residents are like this young guy is freaking out. Then he becomes a doctor and, and the, the OG veteran surgeons are like this terrified new young blood. And then he finally finishes and then he's gone. And so if you look at it from that standpoint, it's like you're never, there is no coalescence where, yes, yeah, Stephen Greer, we, we ascend into consciousness and become these beings of, or there is. Or there is, and then there's another oh, there game after this. So everything I'm just saying, freshman to senior, freshman to senior, maybe we all come together, our collective consciousness rises, there's just there's just perfect health care and resources and education and learning and equality for all men, women, and children, and it's perfect, and we're in perfect harmony with the world, and we're not harming animals, and we're not destroying the earth, and we just hit this like perfect creation. Well, then I imagine there's probably a, a level after that. Where it's like, okay, now you guys are going to be these super advanced galaxy traversing spirit beings. And you're going to go deal with these dipshit apes on this planet in this place where they're raping each other. Like 10 guys own all the wealth. They're burning oil. They're genocides. Here's Hitler. And you're like, what are they doing? And they're like, you were once there. You were once there where you erected gold statues and, you know, you're like, I'm in a penthouse. How is being in a penthouse any different than a monkey being at the highest branch in a tree? It's so simple. Maybe one day we evolve from all of it and we're in this world of like spirit beings. And you know what? I bet when we get there, we're also going to be in a world of like spirit demons that make Hitler look like a good guy. And we're going to be like, how the fuck? Hey, I get overcoming Hitler and, you know, we beat him and we all rose our consciousness and became one. And, you know, we had dehydrogen fuel cells and they're like, that thing is a literal demon. That is Satan. And then there is going to be some seniors that look back at us and they're going to be like, oh, you guys are new here, aren't you? And maybe instead of an 80 year lifetime, it takes 80 million years to go through that cycle to where you graduate to the next thing. What would the next thing be? You probably start creating your own universes. And then it would be like, oh, God, now we're in this whole thing. Because, right, you move from Earth, move from Earth to, like, the galaxy, galaxy to multiple galaxies. The next would be, no, now you create it all. And that would be terrifying because you'd be like, wait, I have to create good guys and bad guys? Like, yeah, you got to create a Hitler. Like, I don't want to. It's like, you got to have a good antagonist. Like, But I don't want to. And it's like, you have to teach these. You're God now. And you're like, there has to be a dark side to the light. So you know what what the light is like i'm god now and they're like you're god now and you're like i don't i don't want to be god i'm just supposed to look up to god and they're like ah buddy now you're there and you're like oh my and then you experience the terror of having no one to look up to or something i don't know but i so from that standpoint then you would see that like there is no end goal does the earth become utopia either no because you're not supposed to perfect it you're supposed to learn here or yes in the same way that yes you graduate and then you're just a scared shitless freshman at the next one so either way, 
I think it's just an eternity of of growth and learning and you well that was so that was the actual I, I actually learned more uh um from my about my Christian faith at Vipassana uh, through the through my teacher, my Vipassana teacher than I did at any church. Sure. And it was the interesting thing that that uh he said he talks about he talked about Jesus Christ. He said, you know, why why should I follow Jesus Christ or why should I be a Christian or or whatever? You know, is it all these rites and rituals and ceremony and and uh you know words to remember or or the Jesus Christ on the cross who says, you know, after he's been scourged, tortured and ridiculed and dragged through the streets and wrongly accused and, and, uh, being crucified in his last breath, you know, the, he, uh, he, he looks, you know, calls out to his father and said, you know, father, forgive them. They, they know not what they do. And, uh, and he says, he says, that's, that's the guy I can follow. And, and, and it, to me, it's that, that really allowed me to kind of see through, I mean, there's, there's all the things that that go, I'm a Catholic. So talk about rites and rituals, but you know, there's, there's, there's certain things that, that, you know, we see as kind of an ultimate truth, or I now see as an ultimate truth. And those things, you know, you go back to, you know, when the Pharisees were trying to, to trick Jesus into, you know, giving some wrong answers, you know, what are the two, what's the, what's the most, what's the greatest commandment? The greatest commandment he said was, you know, love the, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And then he's, and then he cast, uh, doubled down and said, and, you know, love the, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think those two things, if you just kind of like grasp onto something some way, you know, if you just, if we just love our neighbors and ourselves, the problem is, is that a lot of us hate ourselves and we don't know how to love show love to another person, a stranger or what have you. And so I think, I think in terms of, you know, uh, I've come to think that, you know, in, in terms of amassing some sort of pile of works, or, uh, I think it's more about acts. I think it's more about, you know, showing love to others. Um, even people you intensely hate and, and understanding that love is truly the, you know, the only, transformative power in the universe i mean hate will just reflect itself and uh you know kind of you know if you if you respond to hate with hate it's just going to it's just going to either magnify or come right back at you and and you know douglas adams in uh in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you know he talks about the infinite mind void that was the ultimate punishment of uh of the uh of the galaxy of the of the justice system in the galaxy was to put a person in the infinite mind void uh to show how what an insignificant speck of insignificance that person was in relation to the entire galaxy or universe or whatever and the but the to me the thing that that trumps that if you were to be placed in this infinite mind void is love i mean the whole thing about if you, if you feel, if you have a love for a parent or a child or whatever, I mean, you're immediately, uh, connected to that individual. If you just think about them with the love in your heart or whatever. And so I think, you know, in, in that, in that regard, I think what, what we're learning perhaps as a society, hopefully as a society is that, you know, love is, love is a space you have to be in for everything is, is a space mm-hmm. you need to act out of. 
and not in, in terms of, you know, hanger, anger, hate, fear, those things are empty. Those things are, you know, lead to dead ends and you know, literally dead ends. And so, um, I think it's, you know, the whole, I, I, I so I'm still, still got a little bit of the brain fog, but the Lynn McTaggart's, the Evan Alexander's, uh, the people, the Stephen Greer's who are kind of con- converging onto this idea of a global intention and just having just 10% of the, of the population, if we can just get 10% of the population to that point where we can all come together on an intention of love and, and, um, kindness and, and so many other things, uh, we can start to move the needle in the direction it needs to go. And I think, you know, to your point, um, there is certain, you know, the multidimensional universe and, and, you know, the, the guys with the low, low vibrational energies or whatever are playing over there. And the people who choose to create that other world are over here. I think that's very much, very much a possibility of reality. And uh, to the extent that we're able to control our own, our own interactions with the universe, I think that's something we can create ourselves. And then kind of like a weird thing is, is like the even deeper you go, you're like, wait, why are we here learning anything? Like, what do I need to learn? If I'm this ethereal, eternal, all being, why do I even need to learn and then it's almost like the universe winks at you and it's like, why do you need to learn? And it's like, oh, even this thing is just another, you know, we feel so like high-minded. We're like, oh, it's not about money and power. It's about loving and growing. And then you zoom out even more and you're like, well, why does there have to be a, a, an, a moving process of growth? Why can't it just be now? And you're like, what? No, but we should be, becoming loving beings and growing and reaching heaven. It's like, why does there need to be, uh, why does there need to be movement? Why does it have to progress? Why do you have to become something? How come it can't just be now? And then that's a head fuck. Cause you're like, what do you mean now? And it's like, what if it was just here now? It's not a video game that you play through. Some of the best video games are sandbox video games. There's no plot. There's no character development. You don't unlock anything. It's just like a physics engine. You can break shit or build shit. But you have progressed. You are as far in the game on your first second of playing as you are in your 10,000th. Because it's just, you don't win the sandbox, right? Mm -hmm. You don't win Legos. You're just playing. And then that's like an entirely new, which I've barely even... I wouldn't even say scratch the surface. I'd say I'm somewhat aware of because clearly, as I said, I'm still in this, like, I need to experience this. I need to experience that. We're here to grow. We're here to love. Is it aliens? Is it dystopia? Is it even this is like, you can tell we're just in the first class of our first semester of college. And then there's some grad student going like, yeah, no, you're still stuck in that idea of like, there is time where you progress forward. And you're like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, man, this is just your, you know, it's just kind of looking down on you. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? It, there might be that. We might even be stuck. So what, I mean, what is like the conclusive thing of all of it? That I am, right? That's kind of the, that is the most dissolved, simple down of 
every infinite reality and possibility and whatever the purpose is and is there purpose or not, it all comes down to, well, what do we know? I am now. Mm-hmm. You could even get rid of now because that implies time. I am. Mm-hmm. I am that I am. <laughs> what if one day that you evolve so far that that seems as obscure and silly as we're looking at the pursuit of power and wealth and it's like no dude it's not about that it's about love there might be a reality where you go oh man those unenlightened beings thinking that i am that i am you know you're like wait what they're like oh yeah dude no yeah no that's that's base level shit you're like what are you talking about like that might be so what's even beyond that okay maybe there is no i but there is well, you just it think about is. the. You think well, you think about just from an energetic being standpoint. I mean, if you're if you've surpassed the physicality and you're to an energetic standpoint, uh, a being of energy, then then how do you how are you sustained? You're sustained by the the energy of the universe, the energy of others. There's a transaction, but you don't need the, the you know the physical the sustenance that the physical body would. Mm-hmm. And so all the, all the things that we strive for you know, ultimately are to be able to put food in our mouth and a, and a roof over our head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so if that striving for that is no longer there to the point where we've evolved to this point of, of you know, spiritual energetic beings, which we seem to be in a universe that, that has such beings, then, then, then it's like, okay, well, then what are the essential transactions? What are the essential interactions? And then it's just, you know, could truly be just something about love. I mean, it could be as simple as that. I mean, you, you listen to some of Stephen Greer's, some of his encounters and it's, uh, and it's, uh, it, it seems to be truly that it's just like, yeah. Hey, we're here. You're good. You know, you're in a, you're in a, you're loved and you're cared for and, all you know, kind well. of the Evan Alexander's message all, from his from well. his experiences. Yeah, all is well, and uh, so don't stress about this thing. You know, we got you. You know, kind of a thing. And so, uh, you know that that that'd be a pretty cool place to be in. Uh, could, you know, to to be evolved to that level and and uh, as a as a race as beings or whatever. And you know, maybe that's the maybe there's a you know don't I don't know the whole design of this thing, but maybe there's this uh, progression, you know, somewhere through this, these lifetimes, uh, that, uh, that we are able to experience those things or maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? That's, that's the grand mystery. I think there definitely is. And then you'd wonder like, why did I have to go through all this pain and suffering? Like if there is just this, this like lounge of heaven, this like back room of just like perfection, because you would never appreciate it <laughs> otherwise. Well, there you go. As you go, why yeah. would it, why did I have to go through this? And they're like, you didn't. You might be like, what? And they'd be like, you chose to. And then all of a yeah. sudden the memory comes back of, you were there for eternity. And just kind of one day you're like, because you're there for eternity. I mean, a trillion raised to the trillion, raised to the trillion, raised to the trillion, eternity. And one day you're just like, I wonder what it'd be like to just be scared shitless, a scared shitless ape on a rock around a star <laughs> with physics that no one quite understood. 
and there was war and famine and you never knew if today was your last and you had to make and you and here's another part you had to eat and drink in order to keep existing you the eternal being actually had limitations on you and you forgot that you were an eternal being why do that i don't know i think it'd be kind of fun and it's just you and some buddies like why are we going to the bar tonight i don't know let's just get shit faced dude it's monday all right you just you do it because it's just fucking fun and just might be you and some other god beings like dude did you hear what did you hear what mike cooked up and you're just sitting there in perfect bliss and you're like no they're like get this and they fucking bring you and show the powerpoint they're like scared shitless don't know how you got there we'll have a whole backstory about kings and in pyramids and dinosaurs and whatever okay and we'd be in the, me in the middle of nowhere you're just gonna be on a rock in the middle of nowhere to talk about anxiety all right and what do you have to do you don't even know what you have to do you just kind of want to have sex you're kind of always hungry and you're kind of always tired and then what happens i don't know but we put this thing together we we put it together and we mashed it up and we put it in a bowl and we're all about to hit it do you want to hit this bowl and you're like dude i'm so fucking in <laughs> right it might, why why do you go watch the exorcism of emily rose with your friends because dude it's gonna be so scary why would we get on this roller coaster going oh fuck oh fuck i want to get off you can't get off you want to get you then you're just laughing and screaming yeah you get on a roller coaster you know you're gonna be terrified you get on it and you instantly start going okay i'm not even kidding anymore i don't want to be on this and it's climbing and you're like all right i know i know we're doing this because it's funny and whatever but like guys i'm actually kind of scared of and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And you get to the top and you're like, oh my. And then you get off and you're like, dude, that was so fun. And then you have another friend going, I don't want to go on that. And you're like, dude, neither did I, but then I did it and it was fucking amazing. And then like, it might be that. It might be like when you and your friends eat pop brownies and get too high. For the next five years, do you guys laugh about, do you remember when we got too high and we thought we were going to die? <laughs> like, remember when we thought everyone was going to die? And we called the get, police. Yeah, we called the, remember when we thought the FBI was, remember when we thought the mailman was the FBI? And we thought your dog was a listening device. We're like, oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then we woke up and we've been giggling about it for years. It might be like. Could be. It might, it might be that. And you come back afterwards and you see your other friends who went through it and they're like, yeah, dude, I died on D-Day. And like another one's like, oh, dude, I was Jeff Bezos. And it was just like, and then there was, you guys go up to your other friends. You're like, hey, you guys want to hit this? They're like, what is it? And you're like, it's life. They're like, what's that? And they're like, dude, it's fucking nuts. Because no matter what, you come down. No matter what you do with it, the roller coaster stops. The scary yeah. movie does end. And you're looking at it and you're going, wait, we've been in, in heaven for eternity? Yeah. What happens after this? heaven for eternity <laughs> and billy over here thought it was a great idea to go to jupiter Jeez. yeah and Ju yeah what happened yeah. to him he died he died on re-entry he fucking retard <laughs> like you know it's just like oh shit and then then there's like high scores and stuff and you're like dude fucking alexander the great over here and he's like what's up pussies like you know and you got fucking what about this guy over here dude elon musk he became like the king of the space federation and you're like dude and then you're like some guys pushed it too hard too fast like who well, JFK was really good looking and had a hot wife and everyone loved him. What happened? Uh, everybody else kind of got jealous. They took him off the leaderboard. Like, <laughs> it could be all this shit, right? And then, and then like, but it might just be like Michael Jordan over here, Tom Brady, and everyone's like, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to come back. I don't want to beat his high score. No, dude, his high score has stood for years. No one's ever going to get more than five Super Bowls. And one guy's like, dude, hold my fucking beer. <laughs> and he goes in there. It's Tom Brady. And he comes out afterwards and he's like, suck it, bitches. Suck it. TD12. And you're just like, you know, it, it might be that. Like it, it might be that. Like it could, it could it, very well be. To me, it there's no reason well why it couldn't be. You know? Yeah. It might yeah, just be a scary movie. You're walking to the theater afterwards. You're like, dude, 
I was totally convinced that Klaus Schwab was going to take over the world. Like, I, I didn't see a way out of it. I thought we were going to the Great Reunion. Then one guy's lying. He's like, no, I always knew it was going to come out good. Like, no, you didn't. You were crying, bitch. You were scared of the vaccine mandates. Like, no, you weren't, you fucking pussy. We were all scared shitless. And the thing is, is like, sometimes it might actually go through. Like, it might actually, the World Economic Forum wins. And it was terrifying. You die in a pod. And some, bugs. Somehow we have to drag the F-14 Tomcat out of the hangar and, and it, it go uh, fucking you know, top gun go save the world. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, that there might not even be a positive arc. Like the bad guy might win. Like, a, like yeah. a true scary movie. The good guy doesn't come out of the end. It's just it's just blackness and nihilism. But even that you wake up and you go yeah, the entire time. I kind of thought like humanity was going to band together and beat the world economic form. We didn't. They won. Yeah. You're like even World War II, like the Nazis in concentration camps, like the camps were still liberated. Like Hitler was killed. There was no silver light. Wow, that was a dark movie. You're like, I don't want to. Yeah. You're going on like the God tier. Yeah, the system. Nazis are still still climbing around the yeah. climbing around the uh, the world after that too. Yeah. you leave a review on like the group text. You're like, dude, five out of five stars was genuinely terrifying. Like, you know, yeah. if this isn't for you, you might not want it. But like this was, and you know. And then there's like really simple ones where it's like, oh yeah, you're just like a, I don't know, you're just like a like a rock, you know, you're just like a rock star, you're right? You're like a, I don't know, like a Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, like the whole world's gonna love you. You're the best at what you do. You're like 18 and living the life of a rock star, and that's like beginners. You just get to go in and you know you're like a kid born with 300 IQ. That's just like that's like the tutorial mode. There's no challenges. It's nothing really. It's you know. And then there's like you could put it on expert and that's like being like a Carnegie or Rockefeller, like born into nothing or Vanderbilt. And you're like, claw your way to the top, become a Titan. Like, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like it or might be Abe Lincoln and have all these myths written about you. That's yeah. a, that'd be fun too. You could do anything or it could be like, yeah. Or you could live a light or you could live the game so perfectly that you'd be Jesus or Buddha. They'd be like, dude, this guy fucking wasn't on the highest leaderboard. But he hasn't played the game in over like 2,000 years. And, you know, people are still fucking like reading his tutorials. That might be the way to go. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. And then the crazier thing is, is you might then wake up from that and be like, dude, there's this game where you're a god for eternity. And then you do this thing. (laughs) It could go forever, man. And one of the things in it might just be you're going to fucking be a podcaster hanging out with Mike Ford. Like that's that a possibility be, uh, within this realm. That could be a, that could be a fate worse than death. I don't know. <laughs> it could could be. Be a... If you're listening to this now, you are in the innermost circle of hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are, you are Dante's Inferno. You are in the, you're in the center. You're in the ice field, <laughs> the three headed Satan or whatever the fuck. It's getting it is. really hot in here. All yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The global warming thing. You ever thought twice about that? Getting a little, getting a little hot up in there, huh? Mark of the yeah. beast. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah, the Frenchy French thought uh, 30 degrees uh, Celsius was hot. You know, shit. It's like you're reading like the old like prophecies, and it's like, and you will know you are in like the center of despair when you listen to you know, like translated from ancient hieroglyphics, and it's like Mike Ford and Tommy Garrigan, and you just have that. You're like, oh god. I don't fucking know, man. This again. Yeah. I fucking hate this game. I've played it every time with you guys. I always end up in the center of hell listening to Tommy and Mike Ford, and you guys say it's food. I don't want to play anymore. I've been Bob Level anymore. 13 sucks. It's, I've been here forever. Like, 
okay, dude, like, I know you guys played it once and then you got good. And after five tries, you were Elon Musk. Like, that's cool. I'm not. I'm still stuck here. And it's like, all right, dude, then don't play the game. And it's like, how come Bob doesn't play? He's never gotten past level 13. Like, wait, wait, what? Like, he's never, I don't know. I don't know. He just never got past. What are you guys doing? We're we're playing life. Uh, Do something else. All right. Told you it wasn't going to join us. Like, you know, it's like, it might be. Hey, Mikey likes it. Hey, yeah. hey, dude, Mike played. What happened? Oh, he hit level 130 his first try. Fuck you. This game's rigged. Like, you know, it might be, but you still send like a, you still send a request to him. They're like, dude, he'll be hurt if we don't ask him to play. Hey, Bob, you want to come play? No. At least we asked. You were good friends. Like, you know, it just might be that. I don't know, man. I don't know. But to me, the idea that we can, we can even entertain that tells me it's like, well, it might not be. Like, it might not be that crazy. No. What's to say otherwise? It's just the limit. It's just it's just the limit of the imagination, truly. And it's and it's you know you, you think it's absurd, but but then again, you think of the guys who are who are writing about you know the the uh, trying to comprehend uh, certain certain things that that uh, you know the messengers of God and the prophets and everything else were trying to to send to them, and they're like, okay, let me see if I can put that into what you just said into. <laughs> hmm. How am oh, I yeah, gonna no. phrase that? Um, okay, uh, let's give that a shot. <laughs> uh, do unto others that you would like to have done yeah. to you. That sounds good. And what happened? Oil, to him? And, the, and the oil lasted. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. That long. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the Maccabees are just uh, pretty pretty awesome. So yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean, it's just like people. Uh, you know, the, the, the limitations of our own of our own human. Uh, spacesuit thinking you know the, the spacesuit that we've got on that, that yeah, allows us yeah. to, to navigate this you know just the limitations there are i mean it's it's fun to kind of explore the boundaries of that and and uh you know riff off on some some uh, you know truly some game theory you know if we want to think about it that way uh you know the game theory of existence and uh, and uh, of, of infinite uh or yeah infinite existence and so you know what would that look like? I, I think yeah. it's. I mean, I think I think it's like some fun thing to explore. To me, it's like, well, I don't know about you, but like the experience I just had, us riffing off that, going back and forth, it's like belly laughs, kind of lightness. You're like, oh fuck, that would be funny. To me, that is like a fancy way of dressing up the the sensation of love. It's a yep. love doesn't have to be looking into the eyes of the woman you love. It could be like <laughs> sitting. I mean, what are we really doing? Like you and I are both sitting in these chairs on this rock in the middle of nowhere for whatever reason, just giggling through this screen like children. That's like a manifestation of love. How else would love like, really is. So to me, I'm it like, if, if that idea is love and everything is love, then like not only would that theory that we just came up with be possible, like it's probably probable if everything's love and there's just a little bit of bad in the world. Well, statistically, then there's a higher chance of that being reality than, than evil. Well, look what we just created, right? Uh, co-created. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a new video game. It's, it's fucking, it's going to be as big as Halo or, or Super Mario or Star Fox. Like we just created an instant classic. Yeah. It's out there in the world to enjoy now. I don't know. Well, I certainly hope, I certainly hope more people catch on because uh, the whole, the whole thing that's going on in the, uh, you know, it's, it's, <sighs> I, I don't know how you know how how do we how do we preference what's going on in, in Ukraine with the with, with the whole Russia thing and 
I mean, I'm definitely on the side of, uh, of protecting, you know, the right to protect people and sure. not, not a fan of the whole, uh, subjugation of the Russian speaking populations and whatnot. Sure. But, uh, but I'm also, you know, my experience with nuclear weapons, I'm, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost, it's almost the, the you know, the, the thing, if you, if you think about it, you, you know, and, and understand that you are a, 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 a being who can create um, it's not something that you want to, to meditate on at all. Uh, and you actually want to meditate on, on the, 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 the absolute opposite of that peace and love and everything else. And, but it's like, goodness gracious, it's like a slow moving car crash and, and you just can't turn away from it. But, uh, you know, kind of like what, uh, Mario Andretti would say is, you know, how do you, how do you not hit the wall? Is like, don't look at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> steer away from the steer steer in the direction that you want to go so that's where we got to take our minds and uh and and steer those in the direction we want to go and hopefully the 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 people who are suffering in ukraine now and uh you know that that can bring some benefit to them i kind of look at it as like i focus my intent every day on just like the best possible reality and some days you really believe it you know, like today is a day where it's like, man, this is what I was fucking working towards. Being able to wake up in my own apartment, go to the gym, hang out and have a goofy conversation as my job. And it's like, fuck yeah. And then there are days where it doesn't seem like it's going that way at all. And everything seems bleak. But whether or not I believe it or don't believe it, I always tell myself that like, we are moving towards a, like a perfect existence of, of love and harmony. And, you know, does our thoughts and intentions have an effect on reality? I personally think they do. Maybe they don't. Now let's play with the fact that maybe they don't. People look at you and they're like, oh, you're trying to manifest your world. Maybe it is goofy. But even that, I would rather be in the mindset of I'm moving towards love, whether or not it is factual. Because It's the Charles Bukowski quote. You don't need to hold on to a fire. Just hold on to a spark. A spark can burn down a forest. Mm -hmm. Just hold on. Just hold on and it will eventually... You keep applying pressure to the knob and you're turning it on the safe. Eventually it will, it'll open, but you have to apply the pressure. You don't want to miss the moment. And that's kind of where I am is just keep moving towards it. No matter what, no matter how difficult it seems or how scary it seems, just keep moving towards it, focus on it, reject the darkness, no matter how tempting it seems to just fall into its grips I'm going to lay in bed and doom scroll on Twitter. Just keep moving forward. Keep focusing on creating something greater than that, which exists now. And just keep going that direction. I've been doing it my whole life and I can, I can honestly say, yeah, it's better than it's ever been. 2022 has been the best year of my life. 2014 was terrible. Lost about a suicide. Then it was several years of just pure darkness. I really got back into meditation. I mean, really put my mind back into it in like 2019 and really went back to what I used to do. And that's pushing forward towards the belief that life is going to get better. 2020, although it was a terrible year for most people on earth, earth was the best year of my life. It was the year that my podcast actually started to start to make money. 2021 was the best year in my life, even better than the prior year. Because I moved out of my parents' house, moved to my own apartment. It was fucking awesome. 2022 
has been the best year of my life. I've lost the most weight. I've saved the most money. The podcast has grown the most. And I, my meditations have reached like an all-time high. I firmly believe that 2023 will be the best year of my life until, of course, I hit 2024. You could say, Tommy, that's retarded. I'd rather believe that. It's like what Elon Musk said. I'd rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right. Because why get out of bed? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Push darts that Well, I mean, it's just, it's just the, <clears throat> it's just the, the value of, of consistency. I mean, in, in terms of, of, and it's, it's not just some, some tried little remark that it's a value of consistency, but it's, it's the, it's the devotion to a principle and it's the devotion to a belief. And, you know, there's just as much in terms of faith, there's just as much honor and integrity and, and dignity in, in that, in terms of committed to something, uh, committed to something, creating something great in the world um, and to help others see, you know, the value of, of the experiences that you're going through, but also to be able to uh, value their own experiences and understand that there's a purpose for their own experiences. And, and so, and, and for that, you know, uh, the, the, the consistency of daily action, um, you know, um, there's a, there's a book called slide edge that, that talks about, uh, you know, the, the, just the consistent thing, you know, d- doing things that, that, uh, that in the moment have, have zero significance to you. If you, do it or you don't do it. You don't, you know, there's, there's no, you don't see any movement of a needle, but over time, uh, that's what separates you from others is this consistency of action. And so <clears throat> I think there's a real value to that. It's almost, you know, it's almost like the, uh, the monk's existence in the modern world, right? I mean, it's, it's a, a devotion to, a to a, a thought, the devotion to a, uh, a set of uh, uh, principled activities that, that take care of the mind, heart, body, and spirit. Um, and uh, to be able to dedicate one's life to that, you know, uh, consistently, I, I think is a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's really what, you know, a lot of, you know, what the Stoics strive for. <clears throat> Stoics who are warriors, who are leaders, who are rulers, who, they weren't just like, you know, professors in, in flannel uh, sweaters and, and uh, talking about, uh, you know, dusty old principles. They were, these guys, you know, the Stoics were guys out there in the, in the battlefields and, and uh, riding in their tents at night. It's, uh, it, you know, that's, those guys, those are the guys who lived and those are the guys that yeah, if you're going to pay attention to anything, you know, those are, those are a uh, good set of authors to start with anyway. As with our last episode, my brain is thoroughly cooked by the end of it. <laughs> so this has been good, brother. Fuck yeah, man. I was gonna say so. Let's wrap this one up. I'd love to have you on again, man. Um, Amen. Closing thoughts. Well, uh, I just uh, you know the first time we got together, I, I really felt like uh, man, it was uh, uh, just a fantastic experience just to get to to get a glimpse into. Uh, Tommy Kerrigan's mind and and insightful wit and and just the uh, the ability to to uh, to really have an enjoy an enjoyable far reaching. I think we covered just about every subject uh, we just could have everything that we <laughs> and uh, and so it's been it's again it's been another pleasure. It's been too long, and I know we've been trying to to, to get together 
but um, but I know you had some some uh, obviously the the challenge there with the concussion and everything, and so I'm glad you're feeling better. You, you look you. like you're every bit of every bit of your game is back, and uh, it's always a delight to be able to share some time with you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we will definitely do another. It won't be as long. It's been like six months. We'll definitely do one much much sooner, and I hopefully will not be concussed again. And uh, <laughs> yeah, as always, we touched on truly everything from Ukraine to the infinite realm of possibility. And are we all God just doing drugs? That, that's <laughs> right. special that I like talking to someone just as crazy as me because it allows me to be like, you know what? I might be insane, but Mike will be my roommate in the insane asylum. And I appreciate exactly. That. Be right there with you, brother. Fuck yeah, man. Well, Mike, as always, I love you, my man. We'll love do this you. next time. And I'm so excited for the next one. I'll put all, right, all your send me whatever you want in the description and um, any links to anything. I'll put it in there. And um, where can people find you? Uh, Michael Ford TX on Twitter is probably the easiest way. Uh, we also are our, our organization, uh, PrayForFreedom.org. That's P-R-A, the number four, Freedom.org. Our little our little section of Texas. Uh, we're still fighting the good fight here for uh, against some of the some of the tyranny we've been experiencing the last few years. But um, you know, really trying to hopefully turn the tables and, and start to point minds and hearts and spirits in the right direction and uh, see if we can accomplish that goal. Beautiful. Well, if you could, please text me those links and I'll just copy and paste them into the description and uh, links to your Twitter and to the website. And um, yeah, aside from that, thank you so much for coming on. You are episode really... 853. You were 200th episode of this year. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I just realized that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, man. As always, much love, everybody. Take care, brother. Until next time, Godspeed. God bless America. Thank you so much, man.